Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Sapul Chater was a British Armenian businessman who, in the second half of the 19th century, became one of Hong Kong's early tycoons and was instrumental in the city's reclamation. He left the Chater collection works of art he had acquired during his life. Architect James Orange created a book in 1925 cataloging those artworks. Along with James Johnson Keswick, Chater also co-founded Hong Kong Land, which marks its 125th anniversary this year. Meanwhile, What is Fine Art is marking its 25th anniversary, so Jonathan Wattis decided to create a further imaginary chapter to James Orange's book, showing remarkable photographs of the Hong Kong that Chater would have known. This is on show until November the 12th at the Rotunda at Exchange Square Central. The actual book itself, when it was published, were, there were a number of chapters, and one of the chapters was on Hong Kong, which was date up to 1860. So by 1860, the population of Hong Kong was something like 87,000. So we were but uh, between a village and a town, but town size, quite small, and, and really only just starting to build. Um, although it was significantly built, there, were, there was so much more to come. Each five to ten years, it changes so rapidly. Within the book, it was only paintings and prints and a few maps, so for this exhibition, we thought we'd create an imaginary chapter and use photography because photography arrives in Hong Kong at about 1860. So we thought we'd start at 1860 and run it through to the 20th century into the 1930s. So you see a lot more of the city evolving and incorporating also um, the Chater Reclamation or the Central Reclamation between 1889 and 1902-3. Um, which became uh, Central Business District. So Paul Chater was an Armenian businessman. He came from Calcutta to Hong Kong. When did he come about? It was in the 1860s, about the mid-1860s. He arrived as a young man and uh, he set up working for companies and then he set up his own business, different businesses really in Hong Kong. And uh, he became one of the foremost businessmen in Hong Kong in the late 19th century. Paul Chater was key to Hong Kong's reclamation. And uh, it's interesting, you know, that you are now displaying all of these photographs, wonderful uh, stuff from 1860s, a lot of panorama shots, uh, and also uh, showing quite a horrendous typhoon. We'll, we'll look at that in a little while. But uh, So this absolutely covers the time that Paul Chater would have been in Hong Kong. These are the scenes that he would have seen. But uh, also, in terms of the photography in the 1860s, that would have been quite lumbering. These would have been large cameras that people had to carry about. Yes, they would have been big box cameras, which would have probably involved two or three people helping to carry them, and plus all the equipment involved. The other thing about the exhibition is, uh, and the collection that we've put together was we tried to get a cross-section of the earliest and most important photographers that were working in the 19th century in Hong Kong, so we get a number of names that come in at that time as well, most of who set up studios as well. Now, this exhibition is also running parallel to James Orange's book from 1925, which actually showcased the Chater collection. Paul Chater was uh, key in Hong Kong. To, he collected paintings... Uh, what else did he collect? 
Yeah, prints and um, drawings and watercolours, so, so watercolours and oils. Um, he also collected um, some pottery as well and porcelain. There was another book that came out on his, his Japanese pottery collection, which is quite a rare book as well. Some of the early photographers, as you say, have uh, received more of a profile recently. There was a big John Thompson exhibition at the Maritime Museum recently in a lovely plush book that went with it. Um, but uh, one of the early photographers was uh, Felix Beato. What attracted him, do you think, to Hong Kong? Well, Felix Beato came out as an official photographer for the uh, um, combined British-French expeditionary force. And this, this day came out in 1860, and he was here for two weeks. Um, he had previously been painting, uh, so previously been taking photographs um, I think during the Crimean War. So he was already a war photographer, but uh, he was um, Anglo-Italian, um, possibly coming from Corfu, living in Corfu for some time, so um, also in Greece. And um, so the pictures that he took were within two weeks in March 1860. So we can date them within two weeks, so we can be show them. But he, they were very interesting because he bought the latest photographic equipment and he took these wonderful pictures and they're, 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 they're very rare. They, you rarely see them come up. And he also did a few panoramas. They are sepia albumin prints and they are slightly fading. And the one on the left we're looking at here has Government House to the left, upper left, and in the middle we have St. John's Cathedral. The trees are very low, so St. John's stands proud and is the highest building, and I think it was the tallest building up to nearly um, the late 1890s in, building in, in, in Hong Kong, and that puts context, because if you look at it now, it's rather dwarfed, especially next to Chung Kong Centre. But these, these are lovely sepia uh, photographs, and there are three of them here. One I described, the second one shows Murray Barracks, a series of three barracks, which is now the site of the Bank of China. Um, and another one here shows what was the Canton Bazaar and a trading company and uh, the, the Naval Hospital. Um, this area was completely reconfigured. A, a friend of mine, a Chinese friend of mine, told me how I believe this area was reconfigured when the tram was built. So the roads themselves totally changed and became Queensway. So essentially, Canton Bazaar is very close to where the Pacific Place is now. But they're, they're a super um, collection of the pretty much the original buildings of colonial Hong Kong there, and you can look out at the shipping in the harbour. What does albumin mean? Well, albumin itself is, is egg white, and what they do is they take a certain type of paper, um, which they uh, sensitise with silver nitrate and egg white, this albumin, and it retains this picture. Um, and they've developed this... I think from the late 1830s, early 1840s, um, photography came into into being, and then the the album and prints were uh, developed in the 1840s, 50s, and by this time, they were you could buy the album in prints, or you could you could sensitize the paper yourself. Later on, they would become available, so you could go down and, and buy the paper itself, a bit like a few years ago, you could buy Kodak paper. But it, it did produce very beautiful pictures which, with great depth. Yes, um, Yes, you can see that down, um, down the bottom here. We've got the barracks and... Uh, sorry, no, this is a, a, Mil, uh, a Milton Miller 
photograph, again an album and print of Queen's Road with the clock tower under construction circa 1861. And what's incredible when you look down is the, uh, the phenomenal detail. But then you've also got going down the street all the shadows and people's shadows. Yes, uh, the, the shadows and the people's shadows. And, and in a sense, if you really think about it, you could probably time the, when the picture was taken by the shadow so you could work out you know where the sun was and you might also be able to work out wh- what time of the year it was milton miller who arrived in 1861 and this would have been a very early picture he took he was an american photographer who was here for a few years and he took beautiful pictures of hong kong being constructed and you've got this clock tower in the queen's road which was the end of uh, pedder street and, and queen's road junction which apparently um, the clock itself never told the time correctly the photographs we've been looking at by Felix Beato particularly and one by Milton Miller uh, were taken in the 1860s. They, they were sepia and uh, album and print. But uh, we're now moving on to the 1870s. They're still album and print, but uh, they're somehow, um, well, how would I say, a lot clearer. And, uh, but these ones, these ones are a very uh, beautiful series which I acquired uh, a few months ago and the condition is is excellent I mean there are a few wormholes but uh, they were taken in 1874 by Ah Fong Lai who was regarded as the the great 19th century Hong Kong photographer he uh, he set up in 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 Hong Kong um, in we believe in the 1860s and had studios um, through until the 1930s. I think the studio was taken over by his son um, in the 1890s after Afong um, passed away. But Afong here is recording the great typhoon of 1874, and this was one of the most devastating typhoons on record um, up to date. And uh, so what we see in the pictures is utter devastation, and we have various views of Hong Kong at that time. Um, these are four on the wall, which are part of a series of 1 to 22. And one on the right here we see is Yamate, after the typhoon. And you can see all the destruction of the houses on shore and boats washed up onto shore and buildings completely flattened. Um, all the way looking north and in the distance you see the hills you can see lion rock but it's it's very uh very atmospheric because i imagine he went literally a day the day after the typhoon or two days after the typhoon would be taking this series going around hong kong and it maybe took a number of days to do the series but it's an extraordinary record of uh, the uh, power of uh, of of the typhoon and the damage it caused um but also how Hong Kong could pick itself up from such a terrible blow and recover is very important. Um, Other pictures we see are a view of Western, uh, where there's virtually no houses or only a handful of small houses still standing. Another one is the Canton Wharf, which would have been the waterfront then would be what we know as Devoe Road. So this would be near going towards where the Macau Ferry would be uh, in parallel to that. Yeah, the uh, devastation is extraordinary. Do we know how many people died? Ten, tens of thousands. Yeah. Tens of thousands. Um, uh, many, many. Yeah, there would have been, obviously, no warning uh, signals really at that time. 
we're now going into say let's go into the 1880s just for to continue the journey um, here is the panorama of Hong Kong Harbour so we're looking at the mid 1880s this beautiful view beside the harbour wall are all these these junks and Chinese boats and we see the harbour wall and what is the cricket pavilion on the waterfront and behind is the old city hall and to one side of it we can see all this bamboo scaffolding which looks as if it is the archway and construction of the new Hong Kong and Shanghai Bank which was completed in 1886 um, we've dated this to 1885 and we can see the waterfront with the prior here um, this is very interesting. I believe this photograph was done by D.K. Griffith, who was another wonderful photographer working in, um, in Hong Kong. And he worked for a while with Ah Fong Lai, and um, then he went out on his own. So this might be an early one of his own. And the picture is wonderful because you've got the water with all the boats in the foreground, you've got the prior, and then you've got the peak rising up a above. So it, it's, a, it's a beautiful photograph, a beautiful composition. And a, a go, again, you know, artistic element um, to a photographer who had worked or worked in Hong Kong for 20 years or more. What do you think Paul Chater would have made of your imaginary chapter? Well, he, he, he would have either loved it or not. He might have just said, what's this modern medium? Don't want to know. But then, you know, he, he was born into another era. So he was probably in an, uh, an, an era where paintings were revered and liked. But, but in, in, in this modern era we live in, photography has become very important. And it is an art, an art form in its own sense. And, you know, auctions now, contemporary art, photography is a very important medium. So, um, but, uh, you know, if, if wearing his artistic hat he would have if he'd been living in a contemporary he would have actually appreciated it I think because it fills in another another gap a missing gap in the Chater collection the exhibition the Chater collection a further chapter is on at the rotunda in exchange square central until November the 12th my thanks to Jonathan Wattis of Wattis Fine Art thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage <laughs>